Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, and I'm coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of our podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to that next level. I am very pleased to have my guest tonight, Prithvi Madhakar, and I would love to tell you a little bit about it. I'm not giving you her full bio, but I'll just tell you a little bit about her. Prithvi and she likes to go by Prith, which is great, but I do love her name. Mataker, AKA the marketing nomad, has been a digital entrepreneur and business owner for the past two years. She is also a podcaster, fellow podcaster, top 100 in marketing for India, a YouTube vlogger, and Etsy shop owner. Oh, I didn't, I should have asked you a question about that. Maybe I have to ask, add that to my five. But a content creator and a non-nano, nano influencer. Prithvi is a marketing strategy consultant and the CEO of her marketing consultancy firm, The Marketing Nomad, LLC. She has successfully worked with 60-plus clients from eight different countries in the past year of her entrepreneurship journey. She started from scratch and has built on an online business that knows no borders, allows her to be a digital nomad. She also enjoys Bollywood. Yes! In her free time, you know, I always try to do that dance. I'm just, I I need practice. I need practice. So our title for this is Marketing Strategy. And all you that are afraid of marketing, please just get out your pens and pencils as she imparks you, imparks, embarks on some great information. (laughs) So please join me in welcoming Prit Madaker as our guest tonight. Welcome. Well, thank you so much, Vicky. It's such an honor to be on your podcast. I'm super excited to be helping your audience with their marketing, simplifying marketing strategy for them. <laughs> I know, you, you know, we'll get into our questions, but um, it is something that does scare so many people. First, an easy question for you. What part of the world do you call home right now? So right now I'm in Bangalore, India. It's in the southern part of India. That is home for me at this moment. 
That's cool. Very cool. And the time of day is not so cool for you, but I appreciate you being here. How did you start your business and what was that journey like? Oof. <laughs> so this one's a pretty nice question and I honestly love answering it, Vicky. So my journey actually started pretty unconventionally, started from a lot of pain, started from frustration, started from a lot of anguish. So I was in the US, I just completed my MBA. And when you do a, a master's degree in the US, you get actually one year of optional practical training. It's called OPT, where mm -hmm. you're allowed to use your uh, MBA technical knowledge or whatever you've studied, and then work for an employer. And then of course the employer has to sponsor a work mm -hmm. visa right after that so that you can continue to stay in the States. So what happened was I did get an amazing job at a top solar firm in New York right after my MBA program. And my employer applied for my work visa a year oh, later. Nice. I was living on Long Island. I was super happy. I had a job that I loved. I had amazing friends, amazing colleagues. And unfortunately, my work visa did not get processed. Oh, no. I know. It was absolutely so painful for mm -hmm. me. So I had to leave a place that I had called home for the last three years. Mm. I had to leave my friends, my job, everything. And it was so painful. It was I was in a lot of anguish. And because of the whole situation with the work visa, I kind of thought, you know, I'm at level zero at this moment. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to go right back on LinkedIn, submit resumes. Why not I start something on my <laughs> own? You know, I'm, I'll give it a try for a year. We'll see how it goes. If it doesn't work out, well, I can always go back on LinkedIn and That's submit right. my resumes, you know? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I thought now's a better time than any to actually start something on my own. I'd always planned to start something on my own, but that was like 10 years down the line. It wasn't <laughs> right now in 2019. So I started off as a digital entrepreneur. I was a marketing freelancer for a year and about six months into my entrepreneurial journey, I kind of figured, hey, this is actually working out. Something's Something's clicking. <laughs> I was surprised. And that's actually when I set up my business in August 2020. So I was in India at the time. And then I set my company in Claymont, Delaware. So I basically am a digital entrepreneur. And I'm also a location independent marketing strategy consultant. And most of my clients are from across the world, eight different countries. I've worked with clients from Dubai, Singapore, Thailand, Indonesia. I mean, it's been absolutely crazy the last three years of my life. But and it's also been a roller coaster ride, too. Yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. And this is what my journey is. Wow. You know, I think a lot of people might have thought, oh, my God, 2019, you started. But yes. really, if you think about it, you were right at the right place at the right time because there were so many people that had to pivot. And as yes, I said, marketing absolutely. is not a strong point for a lot of them no. that they would be seeking out your skills. Yes, absolutely. I think external factors, like I know that it was a pretty horrifying time for the world. And uh, 
stuff like that. But actually, in a lot of ways, it did facilitate me helping clients because everyone needed to pivot yeah. to the online world. And a lot of businesses were not equipped to handle that <laughs> at all. And that's where I came in. And to be honest, from August 2020, um, right in the middle of the pandemic, my business actually started to grow. I could see that significant rapid growth from mm -hmm. my business. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I could tell that <laughs> that was just, uh, you know, a serendipity, I guess. So where do you start with your marketing plan? What, what would you advise people? All right, awesome. I love, I love this question because I think that a lot of people have this misconception that marketing is complicated and marketing, you know, you have to put every bit of strategy that you see online. My theory is actually very, very simple. And this is actually because when I started out, I'm a marketer. I have a MBA with marketing. It's a concentration mm -hmm. in marketing. So I'm, I have a technical degree. And naturally, when I became a business owner, I was like, oh, okay, I've got to put in this strategy and all of those strategies. And unfortunately, what happened was it backfired on me. And oh. what I realized was that you can't start with complex marketing strategies. No. You have to give it one central point. It has to be super, super simple. And that's how you expand your business. Mm -hmm. Later on, when you're comfortable with the foundation that you've laid, you can add in more complex strategies. You can make that um, grow bigger and bigger. But when you start out, it has to be absolutely super simple. And this is my theory. My theory is when it comes to marketing for your business, mm -hmm. if you're starting out, all you have to do is keep one thing in mind, one thing only, and that is create hats for people to find you, your business, yes. your products, and your services. That's all it really is about. Mm -hmm. You know, Understand where your target audience is, understand where you are, understand how you can create a path from them to you. For example, right. your audience is on Instagram, mm -hmm. all right? And you also are on Instagram, but you are in two different places, even though you are on Instagram. <laughs> Find ways that, you know, your audience can connect with you, either through your hashtags, either through the reels that you create, the yeah. content that you create. These are all paths that you're creating. Over time, you know, you can create more paths. You can start interlinking them. And that's how you actually get started with your marketing. And right. for my business, what I do is, of course, now at this stage, I have my paths. I have interlinked them. And it's a pretty steady foundation that I've created. And then starts the actual complex marketing. Or I wouldn't even say complex because once you have a firm foundation, it doesn't seem complex anymore. Mm -hmm. It's when you don't have that firm foundation that everything seems to be a mess. And that's why people get a little bit scared. I, I definitely have seen my clients getting so scared. But <laughs> when I explain this process, when I set up these processes for them, and then it just suddenly everything clears and it becomes... Yeah it becomes just the next logical step to add a marketing strategy, even though at that point it might have seemed complex. So mm -hmm. what I personally do for my business is, and of course my clients as well, is take your entire year, okay? Have a goal for that entire year. So for example, it's 2022. Maybe I have growth as my entire year's goal. Mm -hmm. What I do is I divide my entire year into quarters and each quarter has its own goal. Yeah. So for example, quarter one is brand awareness. 
brand. Um, maybe two is lead generation. Mm-hmm. Maybe three, I want to do some testing of some systems and processes. And then maybe fourth is business growth. Now, each quarter has its own goals. And my my goal as a marketer or as a business owner mm-hmm. is to make sure that I'm setting up processes in those months so that it continues even when it's not the goal of that quarter. Yeah, that's awesome. That's important. A lot of people think, you know, you set a goal for this month and it's only about hitting the goal. It's not. It's about setting up processes to hit that goal and to continue hitting that goal as the year goes by. And of course, as the years go by as Mm -hmm. well, plural. And then one main point in my marketing plan is that when you are dividing into quarters, you only focus on one quarter at a time. Right. Only when you reach the end of one quarter do you start planning for the next quarter because everything is, especially when it comes to marketing, it changes constantly. You need well, to be able to adapt a lot. Yeah. And, and, and most, it keeps your focus, right, on, on the game. Yeah, the main absolutely. Thing. And most likely your next quarter is heavily dependent on what you've done in the first mm-hmm. quarter. So you want to make sure that you're including all of that information into your marketing plan. So when it comes to your marketing plan, always focus on setting up processes in the months that you have and mm-hmm. slowly working towards achieving your, I guess I would say, numerical goal <laughs> as well. It is the compound effect, you know. Yes, the, absolutely. And, you know, my, uh, my anti-aging business is... Um, is headed up by uh, Jeff Olson, who wrote The Slight Edge, which is the compound effect. And, yes. it, and people sometimes forget that, you know, they stay away from their goals because they think they're, they have to hit this huge goal. Like you said, yeah. at the, the end of the year, this is where I want to hit. But if you do think of it as the, you know, small quarter, and what am I going to yeah. do this month to reach yes. that quarterly goal, then it, all of a sudden it's not so daunting. No, it isn't. And then you break that up into weekly tasks mm-hmm. and then your weekly tasks become daily tasks. And yes. it just becomes so simple rather than tackling the whole year or the whole quarter. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, okay, I have got to do this today. And then tomorrow I've got to do this. And then next week I've got to do this. That's just such a simpler way to attack your marketing. And that's where persistence and consistency Absolutely. are so, so important. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So how do you get your customer to understand that your product is better than anything else on the market? All right. So (laughs) there's definitely different ways to go about this. But the first thing is, one, you have to understand your product first. Mm -hmm. Before you get anyone to understand whether it's better than someone else's or it's a good product, you need to understand what your product is. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is you have to understand what does your product do? What is the problem that it is solving? What solution are you offering? What are the benefits of your product? And what is the transformation that Mm -hmm. your product is bringing on? These are five key things that you need to understand. When I talk to my clients, one of the things that I understand quickly is they know what their product does. They know the benefits but they're not entirely sure about the transformation it can bring, all the transformation that it can bring. And that's where they miss out. Mm -hmm. Because when you want your customers to understand that your product is better than someone else's, most likely they're looking for the value in your product. What is the transformation Mm -hmm. that they can get 
and how it compares to the transformation of the other product that exists in the yeah. market. So it's absolutely important for you to one, understand what your transformation bring or transformations bring. Mm -hmm. And number two, be able to communicate that to your audience. Because a lot of times I've seen businesses, they assume that their audience will understand what the transformation is. However, the more thinking that you can do for your audience, the easier it becomes for them to make the decision to choose your product. You don't want to leave that thinking to your audience because not many of the times are they going to even connect that, mm -hmm. oh, this is the transformation. This is the solution that this problem, you know, they can solve this yeah. problem with this product. So number one is you have to understand your product first. It starts with yeah. you and then it starts with understanding how you can communicate that to your audience in the best way possible. And that's why your plan of having awareness be the very yes. first piece is so important yes. because you need to be aware of what the pain and the problem is so that you can be able to formulate in your mind how can I get them a solution that will bring the outcome that they're looking for and you have to listen you have yes. to listen to your customers Absolutely. so important yeah, so that the time that you take to research is so important as a, as a project manager. That was my biggest hurdle always with the other <laughs> the other teams was to have them slow down enough to yes. take the time to understand what are the gaps, what are the opportunities. Yes. And and therefore I can help you get a better product. Content creation marketing. Where do you ever start with that? Wherever your audience is. It's just ah. as simple as that. You have to start where your audience is. So take a good look at, you know, where exactly your audience resides, where do they spend most of their time? And mm -hmm. not just that, when are they most receptive to ah. you? You know, because sometimes you may have your audience on a platform, but they're probably going there for relaxing. And then here you are talking about your products. That's not a good fit. You yeah. also have to catch your audience when they're receptive to your products, when they're receptive to you marketing your products as well. So where your audience is and make sure that they are in the mindset, they are in a receptive mindset. Not just that, when you are on, you know, when you're looking for which social media platform or which content creation platform to choose, you also have to understand what kind of information your audience is looking for. Okay. Maybe they're looking for entertainment. Maybe they're looking for news related. Maybe they're looking for updates about your business or they're looking for updates about their community. What are they looking for? Mm -hmm. That's the second question that you need to ask yourself. Number three, you need to ask yourself, what is your goal for the platform? Okay, do you want brand awareness? Do you want lead generation? Do you want community building? You know, what is your goal? And I highly recommend keeping one goal per platform because mm -hmm. that's how it just simplifies your content mm. creation process as well. A lot of businesses that I do see out there, one of the fundamental mistakes that they make is that they keep too many goals or they don't even have a goal <laughs> for that platform. But when you have one goal for the platform, like for example, for me, YouTube is more about brand awareness because it's got yes. its own SEO. People can find me. There are topics that I personally create so that I can show up on the search page. So for me, all of my content is just about brand awareness. Yeah. Whereas for my Instagram page, 
it's more about community building. So all of my topics, whatever I share on my stories, everything is just about me building that community and having that strong engagement levels on my social media platform. So have one goal per platform. Mm -hmm. Number four is if you are a solopreneur, okay, what exactly are your strengths when it comes to content marketing? For some people, it's video. For some people, it's audio. For some people, they're good at creating designs on Canva. What is your strength? What Mm. can you do in the minimum amount of time with the minimum effort? Because when you're a solopreneur, you're the only one managing your business. And then, of course, if you are a small business owner, what is it that you can do or what is it that you can outsource? What's in your budget? What are the resources that you have available to you that you can afford to spend on marketing? So these Mm -hmm. are questions that you have to understand. Of course, number five is you have to tweak your content over time. You have to absolutely do it because one when you're going in, you know, as much as you've done your research, you may not completely have catered for how your audience is going to react to your content. So mm-hmm. as you go along, as you gain more followers, as you gain an, an understanding of what people are looking for you for your uh, from your business on content created uh, platforms, you can tweak your content. That's mm-hmm. absolutely allowed, and that's also essential for your business right. growth on these platforms as well. So yeah, that's how I would start. Perfect. Yeah, I know like for my Instagram, it's mostly focuses on my anti-aging wellness. And so I look at, okay, January to March, I'm talking about weight management. Yeah. And now I'm talking about, you know, my sunscreen and all those things, <laughs> because those are the things that that's the pain that people are having. You know, those yes. are the questions. Although the weight management still comes up because of the ba- bathing suit situation yes. that we have. <laughs> but anyway, but you know, also as uh, helping speakers too, or, or yes. small business, they might know that they need to do reels and, and lives, mm. but their pain is that they just hate to get on camera. Yes. They think that they don't have the presence. So, you know, what message can we give them to help them there? So share some tips with our audience on overcoming sales objectives. People hate the word sales anyway, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. So basically what I believe is that marketing starts even before you talk to your customers. Mm. And one of the most important things is you have to know what are all the potential questions and yeah. all the sales objections that you are potentially going to have and include it in your content marketing. We just spoke about that because yeah. whatever objections that your audience has, it's most likely unanswered questions. That's all it is. And remember when we talked about content creation, I told you it's important to understand what kind of information they're looking for. So all of this, all of those unanswered questions are actually content for your content marketing. That's how it is. And add it in in your FAQ on your website, on your, even if you want, you can add it as your stories on Instagram and put it off as your highlights so that it's right there when people are on your social media pages and they wanna see. So sales objections is a very general topic. And unfortunately it has very specific topics for specific objections. It's not something that you you can go and I can give you a general way to tackle sales objections. So one of the best ways, the tip that I can give you is understand what the objection is. Don't go for the 
the main, I guess I would say the eagle eye view. The broad, you have yeah. to nitpick it all the mm. way in, you know? For example, if your client says, well, your prices are too high, yes. that, that is not actually the objection. The objection is a lot deeper. The objection is that they don't see the value in your product. So nice. you have to go deeper into what the sales objection is. Mm -hmm. And when you go deeper, for example, let's take the example that I just gave, your price is too high. The real objection is they're not understanding the exact value or the transformation that they're going to get. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in that case, focus more on talking about the transformation when you, it comes to your reels, when it comes to the content that you're creating, maybe your blog posts, explain what the transformation is, show the results, show yes. the reviews, show the testimonials, put mm -hmm. it all out there. That's how you're tackling that particular um, objection that comes to mind. You know, Let your audience know that they're not paying for the product, they're paying for the transformation. And all of that ties in with your content creation, with the way that you speak to your audience as well, whether it's through your DMs, whether it's through phone calls, mm -hmm. you know, you have to make sure that when you are speaking, get to the root of the sales objection and then tackle it there. And by putting all of that out without you actually having a conversation, like the conversation yes. makes people nervous, I think, yes. because they're afraid you're going to try to talk them into something they don't want to hear. But if you put out the testimonials, the pictures of the results or the, you know, examples of the outcomes that you've seen, now they've read all that. And that sales cycle, if you will, yes. is much shorter because yes. they're ready. They're, they're coming and asking you to help them rather than you begging them to yes. become a client. Yes, absolutely. You're giving them the safe space to make their decision on their own. You're allowing them to yes. come to the conclusion on their own, which is what obviously clients and customers want. You don't want to be, they don't want you hanging around telling them what to do. Nobody wants that. You as a customer as well, you don't like that. However, if you were to put all of this information there, you, you were to nurture, we call this as nurturing in marketing. Mm -hmm. If you were to nurture them on your own, you know, have all these um, questions, potential questions and answers to that, what your customers and your clients will feel is that, hey, this person understands me, this business understands me. Even before I can get a word out, they understand me. So imagine how awesome it would be if I became their customer or their client. Yeah. Yes. So good. This is like flying by. <laughs> you, we're going to have to have you back. I, 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 when I love when I have people like you that are just so, such great subject matter experts oh, because we can just, you know, pull a yeah. lot of things out and talk forever. But um, the last formal question I have before we get to rapid fire is, now you're a young one, but yes. what would advice would you have given your pre-college 20, 18, 19, 20 year old, what advice would you have given yourself? Well, I'm going to be 30 soon. So I wouldn't consider that. I mean, I look younger, but <laughs> I'm going to be 30 soon. And I guess my advice to my 20 year old self would be, it may not seem like it, but you're going to get there, you know, keep going. You are doing amazing. Yeah. Very good. Advice. Yeah. Just keep going. And I, and I think, you know, especially in our 30s, we there's two kinds of people, either people that are just still having parties or <laughs> or they're trying to have it all figured out at 30. Yes. And, you know, being 
twice your age plus some, <laughs> it, it, it's okay to keep changing and, and growing and evolving. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, I'm not even the same person I was three years ago. And I think that's the best part about this journey is that we have to adapt. We have to change. If we're stagnant, then I don't think we're going to be happy for long. No, you know, it's, if you stay in that safe place, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not interesting, but it also doesn't allow you to grow. And, and that's, that's what helps us stay young is to be able to grow. All right. Rapid fire time. So this is some, (laughs) some phrases just whatever comes to the top of your mind, nothing's wrong. Okay. Um, okay, and, you know, you can have a short answer or a little longer, but that's fine. So okay. key mindset shifts. What does that mean? So for me, key mindset shifts is about changing the way that you operate and getting the hell out of your own way. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what oh, it is. So true. <laughs> You have a very unique name and you kind of sort of explained it in the beginning. Marketing Nomad Show is the name of your podcast. Again, for those that are taking note, Marketing Nomad Show is the name of her podcast. How did you come up with that name? So I knew before I started this entrepreneurial journey, I knew I had a passion for marketing. And then I was sitting down and thinking, well, what else? What's the end goal for this entrepreneurial journey? Why am I taking this route instead of a full-time job, the normal route, as people would call it? And I thought, well, I do want to pursue marketing, but at the same time, I do want to travel the world at some point and not just for vacation two weeks a year. I want to live there and experience their culture Mm -hmm. and have a different life that I previously imagined. So I was like, okay, well, I want to be a nomad. I love marketing. Nomad, marketing, marketing, nomad, the marketing nomad. That's exactly (laughs) my thought process. (laughs) So good. Oh, excellent. Growing social media organically. Yes, 100%. Yes, you've got to start with that. Have that as a stable foundation and then look into ads. Yeah. And, And a lot of times those organic ones, are the longer lasting. Yes, absolutely. 100%. I'm, I mean, my entire business is built on organic marketing. I only um, teach my clients or consult with my clients on organic marketing. I don't do inorganic actually. Awesome. So I'm a 100% believer. (laughs) So what would you like to be remembered for? For a girl who pursued a life that she wanted and actually accomplished it. And keeps on growing. Yes, absolutely. Healthy habits of an entrepreneur. Um, So the first thing is journaling and meditation. Two things absolutely important for this journey. I 100% go by it and it helps dealing with the stress. It helps you balance your work, your personal life. And it, it helps you tackle the obstacles in a much healthier mindset, which also, there are plenty of obstacles, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yes. Also helps you write that book. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, it does. <laughs> all right. So that was all five. That went very fast. 
All right, this is my warning to those of you that are listening on audio only to grab your pens and pencil. I will read her website so that you can get that down. Those of you that are watching, please be ready to get a screenshot. I'm going to share a slide that has all of her contact information so you can get her um, information of social media as well as her websites. Okay, so we have her website. Here it goes, H. TTPS colon forward slash forward slash www dot the T H E M A R K E T I N G N O M A D dot C O. That's the marketing nomad dot C O. Her Facebook page is her name, Prit Mattaker. And Let's see, LinkedIn, you can get her at her formal name, Prithvi Madaker. Instagram is The Marketing Nomad. At YouTube is The Marketing Nomad. You're going to remember her marketing website. That's yes. a good, good marketing girl. <laughs> Pinterest you. is um, PMO665. That's a little bit harder to remember, but I'm sure <laughs> if you search for her name, you probably could find it. And I'm then everywhere. she, <laughs> that's the good thing. She has a, um, a gift for you guys today. So I'm going to let her talk to you about it. So guys, I actually am publishing a book very, very soon. It's coming August, 2022. It's um, named zero to four figures lessons learned by a broke CEO. Awesome. <laughs> yes, it's uh, 65 lessons, 65 stories of my entrepreneurial journey in the last three years. I've compiled it into a book. There's even a marketing section, whatever I've talked about today. There's mindset, there is what else business strategy. So there are different aspects to the entrepreneurial journey. If you are starting out, or even if you've been doing this for a little while, this book <laughs> is definitely going to be for yeah. you. And I'm collaborating with Vicky and doing a small giveaway. This book is available in paperback, hardcover, and an ebook. So with Vicky, if you're listening to this podcast episode, definitely let us know what you liked about this episode in the comment section. Vicky is going to pick one winner out, and I'm going to be sending you a free ebook. So one awesome. lucky winner. Okay, nice comment in the comment section for Vicky's uh, post. Let us know one thing that you liked about this and Vicky will choose one lucky winner. And Excellent. Yes. <laughs> and I would encourage everybody though to, um, as this is probably coming out after her August launch, to go to, is I'm sure it's going to be Amazon, but go to her yes. website. She'll have it marketing I'm sure for her book there and yes. check it out. I know I'm yes. going to get a copy of her book. Thank you so much, Vicky. Awesome. So everybody, I hope you've got that screenshot. And those of you that um, are listening on audio, please, hopefully you've gotten written down the marketingnomad.co as her website. I would like to just take this time to thank Brett for being such a wonderful guest. I think I um, got a lot of tips and a lot of, you know, sometimes it's like a, a great 
great thing to have people acknowledge that, oh, oh shoot, you might be doing things right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. But it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. And I definitely do want to have a further conversation after September when you get that book out so we can help promote that book and, uh, and learn some more about what you do and how we can be better marketers. So I always want to encourage everybody to remember that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nethling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.